Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Again, listeners, welcome to Reset. I'm your host, Sasharine. And today is no better way to close out February than to have our expert, who's our current host. It's Crystal Brown, licensed practicing transplant social worker. She's also a certified health coach, army veteran, mother of four amazing children. Also, she's also a wife and author of a book that's now available on Amazon and also on her website that is Chatting with Crystal. And if you need to find her website, you can also feel free to go on Instagram, click the link in her bio. And you will find all the services that she offers. She's also um, the author of some ebooks that has to do with self-discipline. That too is on her website. And if you have any questions about her products and services or anything gen- general, you can feel free to connect with her on Instagram. Um, and I believe it's at Crystal Brown. So today, um, in her area of expertise, being an em- entrepreneur, is going to talk about black in business um, and what that looks like. She's going to drop some gems. Be sure to grab your pen and paper or anything that you use to take your little notes. You don't want to miss this segment. And again, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to go ahead and pass the floor to you and take it away. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And definitely Black History Month. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I wish it was like every month, but we're going to celebrate in this month. Um, but um, so like I was saying, I am uh, new as a entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. some of the things, um, some of the gems I want to share with you are that when you're going through this journey, because it is a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to celebrate in all that we discover in this journey. Being an entrepreneur, we, um, like I was saying um, before, we see that we see the end product. We see people on television. We see people um, on Instagram or social media sites that have made it to where we envision ourselves being, yes. and we haven't seen the behind the scenes work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so important because we have to. Um, really take ourselves step by step. And the first step I would say is set a goal to where you're trying to go with your business, because you have to keep that in mind. We, a lot of times, as well as myself, I'm guilty of it like every day of like, I'm ready to be where I've envisioned myself, but I have to bring myself through um, to to go through, to get to to where I'm uh, wanting to be. But like I was saying, we have to step by step, Remember that we have that vision and goal in mind and um, really say, okay, I got to, I got to hunker down and do the stuff that nobody sees behind the scenes. A lot of times we, um, as well as myself, um, we, we get ahead of ourselves and we have to really take a step back and say, okay, what is it that I really have to do step by step? Because we're going to make a lot of mistakes on this journey. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I have, I know I've taken myself beyond where I was supposed to be. And then I had to backstep. And those mistakes do help us grow. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't make mistakes. You should make mistakes because that's where you're going to do your true learning. Um, You're going to learn like, okay, this is how I need to do it. This is the way to do it. This is the context I need to kind of um, uh, reach out to or um, 
had built that bridge and connection with. You know, as a social worker, I remember in grad school them saying to us, "Make sure you're building those bridges," and they're so important because we're making connections with people, and that's really what's going to take us. Um, that's going to carry the. That's going to be like the wind in our sail, if you will. Um, but making those mistakes, making sure we have goals in mind. And then also giving ourselves grace and space to make those mistakes so we ultimately grow to our maximum capacity. I definitely agree, Crystal, with um, the idea of we always, we always uh, show the end product, but we've never talked about the process itself. And I feel like that's the more heavyweighted, intense part of any journey at all. Um, so thank you so much for that. And and the question I want to ask um, on behalf of my listeners, but also for myself is um, for, based on your experience, what is it that you would say is the hardest part of your journey? And how do you really deal with rejection as an entrepreneur? Um, so I would say I'm human like everybody else. I have to really process like when there is that rejection or there's that no. But what I've really um, come to learn, and this is recently that when I hear a no, I really want to dig further. Okay, can you tell me like how that no can next time be a yes? Or if that no is completely a no, can you explain mm -hmm. to me what it was that I need, uh, I didn't do or exhibit to you? Um, and a lot of times I would say this is a really key factor um, mm -hmm. in being an entrepreneur as a life coach but also as a social worker or somebody that's growing in business, be embody what you are trying to convey to the people. Being fake, people see that. Um, be what you're embodying to the others that you're trying to reach. As a life coach, I embody discipline. Like I just went to the gym this morning um, at eight o'clock and did two classes that I almost felt like I don't know why I did that. Um, but I, I had to remember, like, this is the process I got to go through. But also being disciplined for myself, I can't teach that to someone else if I don't embody that myself. So just kind of being what you exhibit and then learning to um, take those no's and see where you can grow. Okay. And, and the other question that I have for you is... Um, and, and this might be heavy weighted. Yeah. Um, and no offense to anyone that's listening in. But, you know, as human beings, the color of our skin is already a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, having a business, you were already balancing all of that, trying mm -hmm. to get where you want to go. And my question is how do you find that balance? How do you deal with, you know, whether it be discrimination, racism, and even as a female being black, being in business, um, being successful, um, trying to reach your audience, how do you deal with all of that and find that balance? Um, so I really had to grow in knowing that if someone is going to judge me based upon the color of my skin and not give me the fair chance to know me for what I could bring to them, their organization, um, mm -hmm. I then find that to not be my issue. I put that on them. Um, mm -hmm. I used to a lot of times to internalize that, like there was something wrong with me. 
or like if I was white or if right. I was um, Hispanic or if I was uh, some other race that I would have the upper hand. Um, and I do understand that we do have where people look at, okay, if you're brown or black, um, there's a disadvantage, but also mm -hmm. learning to overcome those hurdles by saying, what I have to offer is going to be just as great, if not better than what a counterpart has to offer, to be very honest with you. Because at the end of the day, growing up, um, my dad and my mom raised us in an era where we had to be better than our counterparts because we were going to be judged more harsh. And so I'm not going to come mediocre. I'm coming with my A plus game. I'm not going to come with the A standard game because somebody else um, that is a different race than me is going to come with their A game. I'm coming with A plus because I know I have to stand out um, based upon the people in the room. But now I look at it as if you don't see the potential in me for what I have to offer, who I am, what I embody compared mm -hmm. to my counterparts, that is really a loss that um, you put on yourself and your organization. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and definitely, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Definitely that's something that I somewhat struggle with. Yeah. Even in the school space, you know, um, mm, yes. being a female, the color of my skin, entering a space where um, I have to challenge myself. And I always question, is it just me or is it the person on the other end? Is it the audience on the other end? So I appreciate you dropping that middle gem. Definitely that will help me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I want you to go ahead and share a little light with our audience or listeners rather on how you got started in the world of entrepreneur. You, um, what was your reason? What was your why for getting started? I'm 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 gonna be honest. I'm a very excitable person. I'm always looking to do all the things and the most um, is what they say now. And I graduated from grad school, and I can definitely say I resonate with you and echo the concerns you have when you say you and like especially at now you're going through school and you're in that space where you don't see a lot of people that look like you to your left and right, because I also going to a private school battled with that the first year. And I was just like, hold on, where, where are they? Um, it was very, uh, very people that looked like me. And I started to question like, is this the place where I'm supposed to be? Because I don't see that there are very many people that look like myself. Um, and I didn't go to a historically black um, university. And so, um, there's always that as well. Um, but what I was, um, what I had to do is really learn to stand firm in who I am and, and learn to not be the person to change because someone else doesn't look like me. Like not to change with the, um, not to change and conform to what the temperature is in the room, but to change the temperature in the room, like change the atmosphere. Um, if everybody wants to look in my direction because I don't look like them, um, more power to them. You know what? Let me give them someone to look at then. Um, and I really had to, I really did a lot of work around just being firm and and who I am and um, knowing what I have to offer, knowing um, I'm getting the same skill sets as my counterparts. And I'm really doing the work behind the scenes. Like I was a mom of four going to grad school. and. Let me tell you, I 
was doing it all. I was going to, to school wow. full time, going to work full time, going to my um, internships full time. And um, it took a lot of mental capacity, but I, I did it. And a lot of my counterparts didn't have to do the same and no shade to them. But I really had to stretch myself. And then stretching myself, I really learned that I, I can be every woman. I don't want to burn myself at both ends, but um, I'm a great asset. And knowing that and keeping that in mind and that I'm a great human being, like I'm never out to do the, you know, the least or just kind of skate by or not be that person that um, shows up authentically. I always want to be authentic and genuine to myself and then to the others. But um, <laughs> back to what you were saying, um, mm -hmm. I, I really had to, to do a lot of growth around that in those, those two years. But um, so I really want to say I connect with you in that, that same, uh, those same feelings around kind of people are kind of not looking like me. And, um, and sometimes it's very, very, very uncomfortable when you're in those spaces, but that's where you're going to do a lot of growth. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I really do appreciate it. Um, so in, 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 you, in your journey um, of being an entrepreneur, can you dig a little bit deeper and tell us, share with us your why, what that has been like, um, tell us a little bit more about, I know I, I did share in your bio, if I did it any justice, yeah. um, a little bit of what you do, but just to dig a little bit deeper as to what that looks like, um, the services you offer, um, mm -hmm. your inspiration behind your book, mm -hmm. and maybe some, some amount of um, how do you keep the ball rolling in uh -huh. regards to the competition that might be out there with all the services you offer? Yes, um, so after I graduated from grad school, I literally was like, oh, I really wanna still do more. Um, like I said, I do the most and <laughs> I'm always looking to do more as if my plate is not full. And so I remember sitting on this couch that I'm on and saying to myself, well, how can I do more? And of course, um, I was on my computer and life coaching was something that came up. I don't remember what I put in the search engine, but I remember mm -hmm. putting something in the search engine and life coaching came up and I was like, hmm. And so I kind of, you know, of course me doing my research and reading, cause that's what I really enjoy. Um, I read a lot about it and I was like, you know, if I can do life coaching, it's almost a compliment to what I actually went to school for. Like I went to school for social work. I get to talk and work with people, empower them and, help, you know, increase the quality of their life, I can do life coaching um, in kind of a lot of the same ways, not the exact same way, but a lot of the same ways. And um, so I looked into it and then it wasn't long. And I went and um, followed up on what I was looking at about a week later. And I enrolled into um, a college that offered life coaching. And it was... 90 day program. Um, it was self paced and I really was finished with it a lot sooner. Um, and I, I really found that, okay, I have to have the certification learning now that you don't have to have one. However, that's like yeah. I said, part of the journey, you learn things afterwards. But for me, I, um, 
I do pride myself on that. Okay, I have the certification because I did go through some formal training that gave me the foundation to learn, okay, some of the things I need to do and some of the things I need to consider. Because if I didn't, I would have definitely been um, down the road and then had to start back, like double back all the way to the beginning. Um, so mm -hmm. I did those fundamentals. And so once I was done with the course, um, I was like, okay, I, let me... Let me do a little bit more. What can I do um, to kind of make this something of my own? And I really never thought of myself as an entrepreneur, but sometimes those things kind of come to you um, in subtleties and we don't listen. And so I was like, this is definitely had to be something that was meant for me to do because I wouldn't have otherwise did it, right? Mm -hmm. And um I was like, well, let me do a web page. And so, um, cause I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can kind of create this, this page to look the way I want. And that really is something that gives me a lot of joy, just creating, um, things the way I want them to be and look and all that. And so I ended up um, creating a web page. Of course I had to pay for it. And of course, this is another piece of being an entrepreneur the um the backing or financing of your business um mm -hmm. you really have to um wrestle with okay how much am i going to be uh investing in myself because it's truly an investment in yourself um because it is your business and so little by little i started you know um uh putting little um putting money towards certain things my web page um getting that from not just the basic but to like the the premium um package and i looked at that and i was like okay i can do this and i kind of created that and then i had to um start talking with other people that were business in the same field as me so i had to then start researching and social media was a great platform instagram for me because mm -hmm. i started um looking for people that were doing the same thing as me so that way i can get ideas and collaborate with them and see like the 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 little details that are not always on the web um, that you have to do, getting an EIN, getting a tax ID, um, wow. getting all those things in place because it's the little things that you're like, okay, you get a business and you think you just throw it up and you're done. And it's so many <laughs> little things that you do have to do and they do cost. I'm not that they cost a lot, but they do cost. Um, and so like, remember, this is an investment in my business because this is an investment in me. Um, and so just continuing to toggle back and forth mentally with like where you're going, but where you're at, um, and then what you need to do versus, um, where you want to already be. Um, and so I would say just kind of being enthusiastic about reaching people, talking to people, collaborating with folks, um, empowering them to be the best version of themselves. And that's why I created grow and tell grow and tell was for me another thing where I was like, okay, I'm finished with school. I had the space and time to um, create something that was on the back of my brain. Like I was like, Oh, I want to create a book one day, but then I didn't believe that I could. And in writing my book, grow and tell, I began to really, really, really believe in my full potential, not part of my potential, my full potential. I really, in writing that book, um, it's a self-worth and self-worth book. Um, it really showed me to be, um, what I learned from it was that I can trust my judgment. 
Um, and that's the greatest thing I can say that I really consciously remember um, learning from re, um, creating my book was that my choices that I've made thus far have brought me to where I am. And I can really stand firm and really believe in those decisions that I make for myself. Even if I make a mistake, I can learn from it, grow from it. And then I can tell others like, hey, like this is probably the better thing to do versus that thing or looking at it from their perspective. Okay, where are they at? Why are they doing those things? And then um, talking to them about like where they're trying to go. So that's really what I want to say um, sparked my interest with creating a business um, and writing my books is really just wanting to reach more people than the people I come in contact with um, via my work as a transplant social worker. Awesome. Sounds good. And and I must confess, Crystal, you know, all this time I'm seeing grow and tell surfacing. Uh-huh. I was, it never dawned on me that you were the author. I don't know why. <laughs> yes. So I definitely have to go dig a little deeper and do my homework. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, um, the interest or what sparks my interest is really as an entrepreneur um on the outside looking in mm-hmm. you seem you you know the image you portray mm-hmm. you model it so well and oh, you. <laughs> you're welcome and it's very inspiring it's very motivating um and forgive me for saying this because i'm not sure if you see it or you've experienced it but underneath mm-hmm. those layers of mm-hmm. what you're portraying are there any challenges that you you've encountered in terms of um, trying to compete with others or having that competition and overthrowing the competition? What are the tools that you use to navigate those spaces um, to become successful, to be on the same page, or maybe higher than others? You know, and going back to the the thought that we are black women. Mm-hmm. in business and it's already hard being in some spaces if I may say that so tell me a little bit about under modeling it so well mm-hmm. what are some of the layers some of the things that you have to um maybe put up with to kind of be where you're at and to go where you're going mm-hmm. and what are some of the tools that you use or even the skills yeah. that you use to kind of navigate that path Okay. So in, in full transparency, I, I'm like every human being um, out there that struggles with, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, comparison. But I always mm-hmm. have to really bring myself back to don't compare yourself because you're stealing your own joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I, I still wrestle with, I see, oh, this person just got on uh, this social media platform and they went mm-hmm. from zero to 10.6 thousand viewers um, in 90 days. And I'm still like wrestling with my few hundreds. But I also, what I do in that, I'm like, okay, that's their that's their story, how they did things. I don't know what the behind the scenes that they were doing. And so um, I had to bring myself back into, okay, what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not burning the midnight oil to, to get thousands of um, viewers, but also I listen to a lot of um, life coaches. I'm going to say shout out 
to Courtney L. Sanders. She is definitely someone I listen to as a life coach that started from the bottom and now she's here. Um, at the accelerated level, she's a seven-figure um, business owner. Um, also, um, uh, Coach Kelly J. She's another coach that is in the seven, aspiring to be in the eight-figure category. Wow. So I do listen to a lot of um, coaches that are out there that are really doing it that look like me. These are women that are um, African-American or of African-American descent, and they are really doing the thing. They are um, putting information out there for, for women like me that are mm -hmm. like looking at the comparison, my left and right counterparts, but then also remembering to stay in my own lane and do the things that I set for myself to do. I never um, put myself in the life coaching space to get hundreds of thousands of viewers. I really did mm -hmm. it because I really wanted to reach as many people as um, I could reach. And there was no set number on that, to be very honest. Um, and then I started looking at, okay, this person got that many viewers and likes and all this. But I just listened to a, a segment with Courtney L. Sanders on her YouTube channel. And she's on YouTube and Instagram. But okay. he was saying that um, when we look at the content we put out, we have to remember the audience, but also not going by the likes um, that someone puts on what we put out. And that was so helpful because I was like, I put this material out and there's a sprinkle of people that like it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, do I need to change it? And then like, I'll yep. change it to this yep. and then change it to that. And then I'm getting away from what it is I really want to do um, and how I want to reach people. And um, she was just saying, continue to hunker down and like nurture that thing, that one thing, instead of changing it because people gave you two or three likes. But when mm -hmm. you put up a different content, I mean, not even of your business, then people really like that more. So don't change because if people are not giving it the the content likes that you thought they would. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of coaches that are really out there putting material together. And I've actually joined in some of their programs because I really had to get in the mind frame of like getting away from letting social media absorb how I am supposed to portray myself and not being as genuine to who and how I am um, and for the reason that I am putting material together. Wow. Yes. That's intense. Like really, really intense. Yeah. And 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 what I'm hearing, Crystal, um again it's inspiring, but um the thought that came to mind is as or even into the nine to five space mm -hmm. versus an entrepreneur mm -hmm. we are in those spaces and some persons they really get into it for the money for others it's a service and for others it's both mm -hmm. so what I want you to share with our listeners is how do you choose what you love, choose something that you will be of service to others that need, and to also think about, you know, having that income if it's income-based, mm -hmm. but also understand that, you know, for you, your goal would be either be the service or the money or both. So for me, 
Um, I still work my nine to five. I don't want to leave that space, at least not right now. Um, mm-hmm. I do know a lot of, um, I'm speaking from the coaching, um, uh, from my coaching space. Um, I okay. don't want to leave my, my, my nine to five job. I know a lot of um, entrepreneurs in the life coaching space do. Um, I'm not one of them because my job really gives me, it, it's really my passion. I don't really feel like I am going to work every day because I actually do what it is I'm supposed to be doing in life. Like being a social worker, even though it gets hard and tough, um, I'm not going to tell you it's easy. Um, I'm a lot of times mm-hmm. mentally drained at the end of the day, but I don't feel burned out. And oh, I feel like when I get to a space where I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm getting burned out, that's when I need to pivot. But I'm not in that space. And so I can't speak from that space right now. Okay. Um, I can't speak from if that will happen to me in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know I don't feel that. And that's really what drives me. I have a passion for um, reaching and talking and touching the lives of other people. And that's what really gives me the greatest joy as being a life coach. I really get to um, connect with people. I get to connect with you and talk with you about some of the things that um, I've done and being transparent. And, you know, I make mistakes and sometimes Mm -hmm. I have my own little meltdowns. I do sometimes I'm like, I'm a crybaby. So I'm like, you know, I get in my feelings about stuff. And sometimes I do have to work with. Uh, a client that's a little difficult or more difficult than I in, envisioned or e- have even dealt with before. Um, mm-hmm. I have my moments and I take my moments. I don't try to like, I'm not trying to be this superhero that says, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not going to allow myself to go there and get in those feelings or have those emotions because I know that's not helpful. And so what I do is I have my moments. I let myself feel. I let myself cry. I let myself um, go through those motions that I need to go through so that way I can, um, you know, be a better person for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so you're saying you sit with those feelings, meaning like you, you allow them to surface. I do. Because... And you know, we, if we, we continue to push them down and be like, no, it doesn't bother me. It's going to be the next thing that comes exactly. compile on top of that last thing you let not bother you. And I don't want to be hard. I don't want to become hard to the person that I am. I don't want to become hard. Exactly. That that's exactly my point. Um, the thought that came to me is really, we often, I personally like mm-hmm. to suppress my feelings and then eventually the waves come wrecking in and then I have that huge meltdown instead of a little tiny one where I can you know put together the pieces yeah. and keep going so I yeah. tend to spend more time on the huge meltdown mm-hmm. or breakdown before I can pick up the pieces and move on and sometimes yeah. it doesn't do us any justice so I really really appreciate you reassuring me Mm-hmm. And our listeners, that sometimes it's okay to kind of have that meltdown, but be sure to, you know, pick up the pieces and keep the ball rolling. Yeah, we we need to make sure we are also like teaching people that it's okay to be human, because when we teach people that it's not okay to be um, human or have those softer emotions, is what my son says, he says, you either have hard emotions or soft emotions. But when we teach people mm-hmm. not to have those emotions that make us and keep us human, 
then we're doing a disservice because then people feel like they have to be only one way. And that's just really not how we're designed <laughs> as a people. Right, right. And, and, and this leads me to the other question, Crystal. Um, as I know you mentioned that you're still growing, yeah. Um, but I know you have some amount of experience mm-hmm. um, and your journey is might be a little bit different across the board. But from me personally, it's something new and I admire. And you said something and I'm questioning it. And if I may ask you here, how do you balance that nine to five and being an <laughs> entrepreneur? Like, I can't foresee that piece of it. Like the work you put in, let me tell you, people. <laughs> Crystal put in the work of being an entrepreneur. You would totally believe that she's full blown. She don't have a nine to five. Yeah. Um, and then for her to say, I have a nine to five, I'm momming and I'm doing all these other things. Like it is amazing. But in the same breath, I'm questioning Crystal. <laughs> so let me how the question is how, like, how do you even balance all of that? Yeah. Um, so I, I also, so I first started out being a uh, life coaches, um, being like, uh, the person, like the work-life balance and time management. And let me mm-hmm. tell you, being someone that balances so many different things, like right now, my kids are upstairs and I'm like looking at them like side eye, like, don't you start. Um, cause I have <laughs> a podcast and I'm on social media, but also like, I give myself time off. Like I don't, I'm not going to always be on, like, I don't want to always be Okay, when I go to work, I do create the boundary of like, okay, work is work. If I'm on call, I, I won't be doing anything. But when I'm not on call, then I can I can use that time to promote my business, do my business stuff. Um, and like I said, I'm I'm still I'm, I'm in that space where I'm growing to begin scaling. And I have really learned from a lot of my coach um, coaches that I watch on their um, YouTube channel or their Instagrams that um, hiring people or outsourcing a lot of the things you need to do, mm-hmm. um, you need to really get people on your team, getting a team mm-hmm. of people. Um, I just hired a team of people to make sure my webpage was a lot, um, a lot more sleek and more user-friendly. And so I I'm at work. I have so many transplants, this, that, and the third. I need to make sure I get some, uh, I need to get people on my team. Um, and so um, just learning that you can't do it all. Okay. So that boundary is solid. I love it. I love it, Crystal. I love it. Um, it's it's just so, it, it's a blessing to have you here on our podcast to hear all these gems like we could go on and on and on but yeah. I want to take all your time yeah um I just wanted to share just give us a little insight as to the direction you're going anything new that's coming for 2023 if I may ask um any gems that you would like to advise that is yeah. that you would like to share with our listeners or prospective entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um as they think about, you know, going into spaces, especially for or females out there mm-hmm. or a person of color, um, you know, that they may be hesitating. 
do you have any insights, any advice that you would like to give them before we close out? For, for me, I would say um, don't compare yourself to others. I would say do your homework. Um, anything mm-hmm. that you do, you definitely need to do your research, do your homework. So you know that when you go and step into a space, if someone says, hey, can you speak or do this for me, whether it's um, you're paid and compensated monetarily or if you're compensated through other ways or not at all, you step into that space being the expert in that space. Like do your work. Um, behind the scenes. Um, for someone that's new, I would say um, reach out to people that are in that same space as you doing those mm-hmm. things that you're doing. If it's you're do- if you have a car business, you're going to collaborate with people or look to collaborate with folks that are in that space. Um, get a mentor. As a coach, as a life coach, I have a life coach. Um, so that way I can be mentally um, the, the coach that um, shows up and is coaching you. Because when you have that mentor, you kind of are given and guided in a way that's going to help you be the best person in the field of your field. And that's uh-huh. what you really want. Like you don't want to just kind of do something and then um, not fully be versed in what it is you're trying to um, give to others. And for me, it's a service. I try to um, make sure I embody what it is I'm going to um collaborate with someone on. I'm not going to be a fitness coach because that's not my, my jam as being right, a fitness right. coach. Um, now knowing about wellness and how to, you know, think about eating foods in a different way or to be more disciplined, that's, that's in my wheelhouse, but the embodying something that is not in alignment with what I know mm-hmm. am, that's not something I'm, I, advise people to just kind of stay in alignment with what it is you're trying to do and don't get blindsided about what someone else is doing. Okay. Thank you. Um, And if we may dig into your business a little bit as to anything exciting coming for the rest of 2023, or we should sit and anticipate 2024 and what you're coming with. So for 2023, I do have another book I am willing to release toward the end of the year, but it may okay. be 2024. It's um, it's already um, a book that's um, going to be on my website. It's called Grow and Tell. It's not going to be available for sale um, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Grow and Tell. I'm so sorry. Um, grow your purpose um, along with the grow and tell that is available. Um, and so just kind of learning how to nurture that purpose. Um, I do listen to a lot of inspirational um, leaders, um, Oprah Winfrey, she's one, um, Maya Angelou, a lot of her um, poems I read or a lot of her sayings I um, are my mantras. And so um just kind of making sure to keep myself upbeat and uplifted is one of the things I do. And they talk a lot about purpose and um, that for me is very important. And so that's why I feel like being a life coach and being a a social worker and a mom and a veteran, all those things, I'm very proud to have served. I'm proud to continue to serve. Um, I feel like it causes me to be, 
I withered down or look at the life that I live in a bleak way. Right, definitely. Thank you so much, Crystal. I really, really appreciate it. We appreciate you here on Reset Our Team. It's feeling blessed to have you, you know, come on to our space and share these gems with our listeners. There's yeah. so much to take away. We could go on and on, but I won't spoil it for our listeners. You have your questions, listeners. Feel free to go on Instagram, send her a message, and I'm sure she'll be able or be happy to answer those questions for Absolutely. you. Again, Crystal, thank you so much for joining Reset, and we'll talk. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and I appreciate our time and our conversation. It was very, it was pleasant. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Nope. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.